Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, the power of the ADHD pause. With us in our virtual studio tonight is long-term listener Greg. Uh, we're going to get into the meat of the show in a little bit, but real quickly, tonight's show is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Um, in celebration of that event, we've got two things. One, we're going to air a tip here in a second, but real quickly, uh, Attention Magazine is a magazine that you get as a member of uh, uh, Chad, but you also can get it uh, individually. For those out there who haven't had it or that are interested, we're going to give you the opportunity to win or get two free uh copy of the magazine. All you have to do is listen to our show um, and listen to The Secret Word, which we'll be giving out in the show, and listen to another show and get The Secret Word and email me at attention at attentiontalkradio.com and we'll send you a PDF of the current copy or edition of Attention Magazine and we will email you a copy of the next one as it comes out. Again, we're, we've got a tip that we're going to run from you run for you from Chad, and uh, we'll get into the show. Are you looking for a magazine that's rich in practical information, clinical insights, and evidence-based strategies for managing ADHD? We've got you covered. Chad's award-winning attention magazine will keep you informed and up-to-date on ADHD. Whether you read the print or digital version, Attention Magazine will definitely hold your attention. To start your subscription today, visit chad.org. Thanks again, Chad, for that tip. Everyone who's not familiar with Chad, they're the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. They're the ones that are uh, on Capitol Hill. They're the ones that are talking to the regulatory agencies about definitions to make sure that uh, ADHD is defined correctly and among the definitions when it comes to accommodations and stuff like that. I know we all don't like the word attention deficit disorder. Unfortunately, that word is written into many, many uh, regulatory laws, and if we changed it, it would change um, uh, a lot of the accommodations that are out there. Needless to say, as Chad's working on our behalf uh, to fight uh, for uh, what we have and more, uh, we encourage you to become members. To do that, go to chadd.org. They've got a whole host of benefits there, discounts on, on conferences, um, they've got some uh, discount drug card. They've got magazine. They've got ask the expert. They've got all kinds of stuff. So, uh, with that, again, thanks, Chad, for your support. Okay, so let's get into tonight's show. Uh, uh, Greg has been a longtime listener of Attention Talk Radio, and he reached out to me. Uh, we've never done something like this because he's, he's listened to many of our shows, and he said, you know, I want to talk to you about the power of the ADHD pause. We've covered that a lot on um, on many of our interviews, and just want to have a con- conversation about it. I think this is a great opportunity just to kind of hear how it's all interpreted, and so uh, we're just going to have fun with this. So uh, with that, Greg, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Glad to be here again. I, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that you reached out and uh, did this. So you've listened to some of our shows before, and uh, you're interested in the pause or the power of the pause. What, I'm just kind of curious, what are your thoughts on what that's all about and what kind of questions you have or what just, just what motivated you to reach out to say let's have this conversation? Sure, sure. So I have heard you mention it um, not only you know, on your own in, in your in your talks and in your podcasts, but also with Dr. Barkley and, and others as well. Um, and I would just like to le- learn more about it. I, 
I, I'm, I'm guessing I'm doing it right, and it has helped so far. It's, a, it's really amazing, and I'm not kidding. But, um, you know, if there's a special formula or more specifics on it that you can, sh- you know, sh- uh, share, that would be that would be phenomenal. Okay, well, so so here's the thing is um, I'm going to go at kind of a – actually, let's, let's, let's work, first of all, with Dr. Barkley because I think that he – when I first interviewed him – um, he, and he's done a lot for me individually as a coach, and his theories really make a lot of sense. I, uh, I've been able to translate a lot of his thoughts into practical type stuff. But when I first talked mm-hmm. to him, I think in 2011, he said, you know, just think of the brain as a two-level system. You have the automatic brain. The, uh, mm-hmm. That's the fight, fight, or freeze brain. That's the brain that, uh, like, you're hardwired. Like, I'm right-handed, and I don't think I'm right-handed. I just reach for things with the right hand. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, half become more of that automatic brain where we're not necessarily thinking. So that's like your automatic brain. And then you have your executive functioning brain, which is your prefrontal cortex, your, your forehead. And that's the thoughtful, thankful, thoughtful, mindful brain. And for those with ADHD, actually for everybody, but for those with ADHD, mm-hmm. you actually have to kind of pause and you have to engage your thinking brain to override the automatic brain. So in that moment where we talk about impulsivity or distractibility, in that moment the automatic brain is, is being caught by something and it's very effortful to get that thinking brain to override it in that urge and so when that brain kind of catches that and kind of overrides that that's that pause that's where you notice it and you actually can begin to inhibit um that automatic brain for kind of chasing something off in the distance and so we we narrow that down by saying that's the pause that's the the awareness in the moment Mm -hmm. that uh Mm -hmm. something's going on does that make some sense a hundred percent. And that's what I was, you know, that's what I was uh, thinking that it was. And again, without uh, hope, you know, the specific instructions, if, if there are some that you're going to give us now, um, I've, I've, I feel like I've been using it successfully recently. So, so yeah, no, that, that sounds great. Yeah. So let's, I'm going to take this a little bit deeper level. That's a great thing that we kind of talk about. But what I've learned over the years in interviewing a lot of people like uh, Dr. Barkley, Dr. Kenneth Bloom, uh, Dr. David Nowell, a little bit of Linda Rodley, is that uh, I like to think of dopamine addiction. Basically, mm-hmm. if you get the dopamine, you pay attention to it. And if you don't get the dopamine, you don't. And, and for those out there that are listening, dopamine is a very important neurotransmitter because it's the reward neurotransmitter. It's the reason we seek food. It's the reason we seek pleasure. It's the reason we procreate. It really drives – without it, uh, we would really be struggling. And um, chocolate releases dopamine, acts of daring, arguing, uh, sex. Orgasm is just a release of dopamine. Cocaine, nicotine, alcohol – uh, arguing, debating, gambling, shopping, all those things that you can begin to feel that adrenaline rush. Um, that's mm-hmm. a release of dopamine. And in simple terms, I like to, when I'm working with clients, I like to, let's just think of it as a dopamine addiction. It's the, it's the ability to kind of pause and override that addiction. And I like to frame it out like that. It's come on like an alcoholic. Their issue is not drinking. It's actually stopping and going home. Uh, a kid mm-hmm. with ADHD that's playing computer games, their issue is not paying attention to it. They're getting the dopamine. Their issue is stopping and going to bed, or their issue is stopping and doing their homework, or going mm-hmm. to the dinner table sometimes. And so I like to frame it out because it's, we're still talking about that pause, that automatic brain that's looking for that pleasure. But when I put it in the context of dopamine, we start to really realize how serious this is, is that the brain likes to feel good. 
And there's this urge, that's this itch, as Dr. Bloom scratched it, where you've got to scratch that itch. And you know you shouldn't scratch the itch if you've got poison ivy, but you almost kind of can't help yourself. So in this context, we can begin to see how this pause is actually very, very difficult. It's not an easy thing to do. Does that make sense? Right. So to be clear, if I, if I may, the, the dopamine is what you're getting when you procrastinate or play the games, and it's hard to pull away from that? Is that what it is? No, Yeah, so think of it this as like your brain. Think of it as like an inanimate object or like another animal. It goes, and if it pushes a lever and it doesn't right. get any dopamine, it's going to go find another lever to push. And if it doesn't I get see. any from that lever, it's going to find another lever. And then when it finds a lever that it's getting the dopamine, its issue's not pushing it, it's going to continue pushing it, like until some other force stops it. Does that make sense? So you're, so, you're so right. So, so using the example of, of, you know, getting stuck playing a, a, a video game, you're, you're getting the dopamine from that, and it's a matter of trying to stop it, right? That's the issue? Yep, absolutely. We did an interview a while ago with Dr. Uh, Clifford Sussman, and we talked about screen addiction. The first show was about dopamine and the addictive behavior, which we're kind of talking about now, but the second show we dedicated to the game Candy Crush, and we talked about how they use attention engineers to design those games. It's a very easy game to start, very difficult to be good at. There's like a lottery system where you hit these candies, you get different points. You've got to go back over a period of time, and it's interesting because there's a lot of coached several people this week that said, you know, they get on those games, they're just silly games, but they can't stop themselves. Right. Because it's it's not like you're getting it's not like you're having a drink of alcohol, but you're having these little booyahs, these little 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 things of dopamine that are kinda of coming through where people kinda of can't stop themselves. They can't mm-hmm. help themselves. They can mm-hmm. pull away mm-hmm. from it. And again if we frame it as an addiction, it begins to like, oh, so somebody playing computer games. So procrastination is is something that you should pay attention to where you're not getting the dopamine. Instead, mm-hmm. you're doing something where you can because you're going to get your fix. Does that make sense? Right. Sure, sure. So, so the question really is, is how, how do you override this? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yes, yes. Right. I, I tell you what, let's do this. Let's go to break. <laughs> While we're holding you guys, and we'll come back and we'll <laughs> talk about that stuff. So, everybody, the secret word tonight is power. The secret word tonight is power, and we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk Radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's ADDCA.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. 
Hey, you parent or your kid who struggles with performance, motivation, or behavior? I'm Cindy Goldrich, parent coach and teacher trainer. Join me to learn how to reduce the chaos and stress and tackle issues such as motivation, setting boundaries, and increasing compliance. I've been helping parents for over 10 years through my nationally recognized parent workshop series, Calm and Connected. Join me for a live webinar, and it's now also available on demand. Go to ptscoaching.com to register today. That's ptscoaching.com. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by DigCoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a conversation with Greg about the, the long-time listener, Greg, about the power of the ADHD pause. Before the break, I try to just frame this out a little bit in simple terms of the dopamine addiction and what I learned from Dr. Russell Barkley. Everybody understand the brain is infinitely complicated. I'm simplifying this down in some really simple terms so that we can begin to understand what's at play here and realize how difficult it is. So uh, when you go out there and you talk to mental health professionals, realize it is a little bit more complicated. But for our purposes, I think it really boils it down and kind of simplify it. So uh, the question before the break really is, Greg, what do you do and how do you pause? Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been able to pause and how did you do it? Yes, so <clears throat> I'm trying to think of some times now. Uh, one is with procrastination. That is a, um, a chronic problem of mine. It affects many areas of my life. Um, and recently when I've caught myself in, in the spiral you know, uh, of the procrastination, uh, I, in fact, I put a Post-it note on my computer that says pause. So I've just... You know, the only thing I, I do is I just kind of stop whatever I'm doing, especially if I'm playing a game or something. And uh-huh. you know what? If I'm going to – I, I, I kind of justify it to myself to say, you know what? If I'm going to waste time playing a game, um, I, I, might as well, I, I might as well just waste time just sitting here, calming down, and, you know, very, very slowly take action towards what I need to do. Right, it's almost it's it may be a weird way of looking at it, but it's like look if, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna waste the next hour anyway, why not waste the hour getting something done? And it and it has Absolutely. helped. So yeah, so that's so, great. So what you're what you're telling me you do is you're using a post-it, a visual that will catch mm-hmm. your eye as a as a trigger to kind of right. Think about it. you're just you're just going along. You're not even thinking about what you're doing. You're on the computer playing a game, right? And and not not procrastinating. So notice is that your dopamine addiction, if you will, in the simple terms. Your automatic brain wants to play, wants to play the game, right? So you have this right. posted. Hopefully you see it. By the way, not everybody mm-hmm. with ADHD sees it. Hopefully you see it. And when you do that, you catch yourself. And now you're talking yourself down. Like, hey, if I'm going right. to waste some time, I might as well waste some time procrastinating. Now. In that moment, what you have is you have an outside force, a reminder that posted to, to catch your eye in order for right. you to catch yourself. And then once you, once you pause, you're going through a process of talking to yourself to downregulate emotions. Because, by the way, you're actually having a conversation with yourself, if, if you will, in, in 
some of you people will get this moment. It's almost like your brain is telling you the story, rationalize why you should be able to play the game because the brain likes to feel good. But, Greg, in that moment, you're recognizing how your brain is kind of rationalizing. You're stepping out and going, nope, that's not what we're going to do. I'm going to waste right. my time. So you're actually pausing in that moment, and you're making a separate choice. But part of it, what I like that you're doing is you're talking to yourself to downregulate your emotion a little bit and to remove this pull of your brain to say, no, we're going to sit down and do this. Make sense? Exactly. Exactly. So that's, a, yeah. that's, a great, that's a great thing. But here's, here's the thing is you have that post-it up there, right? You know, you can look at that poster and choose to ignore it, right? I mean, excuse me, that post-it. You could actually see it and choose to ignore it, right? Uh, I, I could, but... I think that the the thankfully um, you know the deeper drive in me the deeper goal you know is 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 ironically not to waste my life that's always been my my goal and and um, uh, you know I, I have this tendency to to do exactly that so when I when I do when it when it does catch my eye and it's literally like right under the screen so it's right there. Um, yep. It is a reminder that allows me to stop and uh, take stock. And uh, again, I, I'll yep. be honest with you, it's, it's not it's it's not foolproof yet, but it is a it, it has worked. And anything that's 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 working yeah. is, is a good thing. Yeah. So hold on for a second. You said it's not foolproof. So if it's not foolproof, that would indicate that sometimes it doesn't work. Well, um, well, I'll see it, and then I might ignore it. But but yeah. but it's 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 maybe a quarter of the time, or or maybe maybe I don't know, a little yeah. less than half of the time, or something. So again, I'll take the I'll take the seventy five percent that it works because anything that that leads to progress is is good. Um, but right, yeah, no, it's, it's not no, I'm, one million yeah, percent. I, yeah, I'm with you right here, and I want to highlight this because there's a bunch of people that are hopefully listening to this that either have an alarm that goes off or they have some type of post-it or some type of other structure. And, Greg, mm. you'd be surprised at, like, people will ignore it, like, 99% of the time. Yeah, well, one other, one other uh, thing that I've done is um, that that's interruptive, so to, so to speak, is I'll go to YouTube and I'll play. There's a there's a million um, videos on there where you can just listen to a clock ticking, like a loud ticking, yep. you know, for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or yep. 40 minutes, and and that helps as well. But yes, it has to be you know like like Dr. Barkley says, like yep. you say, it has to be kind of an external thing that reminds us or reminds me or wakes yep. me up to say, you know, oh, I, I have yep. stuff to do. Yeah, so here's the thing. is the moment that you notice that you actually go to the YouTube to listen to the clock tickings, right, to get yourself back on track. The pause mm-hmm. is in the moment that you recognize it, and then you go to YouTube. Make sense? Because when you go to yeah. YouTube for the purpose of finding something to get you on track, you've made a separate choice because your thinking brain is saying, listen, I need the power of this YouTube thing to beat down. I can't do it on my own. I need this other thing to beat down my automatic brain so that I actually go back and do this. What, right. what I like about this conversation and what I hope that I'm going to turn to is that the beginning is, Jeff, what can we do in order to pause? And there's all uh, kinds of things that you can do. You can have uh-huh. reminders. You can have alarms. You can have people come get you. Uh, by the way, what works for you depends on the person that you are. Some people are very sensitive to touch. 
which case if something's vibrating, that will get their attention where there's a flashing light or an alarm, they, they, they might ignore it. Other people are very visual. It really depends on the individual, but the question is, what external force can I do that's going to get my attention, or do I have the awareness, and, and I work with people a lot, sometimes it's just walking into a situation and saying, I'm sitting down to go to work, I'm aware, I have a, I bet you I go to video games at some point in time, and you begin to witness yourself so that you're kind of expecting yourself to do it, you're anticipating, and you're almost kind of catching yourself before you do it. But the trick with this thing, the thing that's the most important thing that I would like everybody listening to and the, and the thing about Greg is at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it takes something within Greg or Mary or Sue to actually override the automatic brain. In other words, you right. can notice it, but it's still an individual choice, and that's, there's not a structure a thing in the world, because we can put stuff all over the place to do that, but that doesn't mean that you have to do it. You can actually ignore it. Right. That's the hard part about this, because that mm -hmm. urge, that automatic brain will tell you. Mm -hmm. Dr. Uh, uh, Ari Tuckman and I did a show on rationalizations. The idea is listen to the voice in your head, talk mm -hmm. yourself out of needing to do this. Now, you do a real good job about talking yourself into, if, if I'm going to, if I'm going to do this, I might as well waste my time to do that. That's a rationalization that you're fighting it. But the th hardest part about this is for that person with ADHD to actually say, ah, I'm going to override and I'm actually going to do this. Again, prompts are helpful, but still it's an individual choice when it comes down to it. And that's what makes this so hard. Does that make sense? Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you've become aware over a period of time. Yeah, so in, uh, as an aside, I tell you what, let's, let's go to break and we're going to come back because I know procrastination is an issue for you. So let's kind of talk about once you pause, that's one thing. If you don't know what to do after the pause, you're kind of right back in the soup. So let's go back to commercial break. When we'll come back, we'll touch base for that a little bit. For those that are listening, our secret word tonight is power. Our secret word is power. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit EdgeFoundation.org to learn more how an Edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? <laughs> Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with longtime listener Greg. Uh, talking about the power of the pause, we talked about the uh, basic uh, primitive brain, the automatic brain, 
an executive functioning need to override it. We talked about how hard this is. We talked about external reminders, um, other forces, people come in to get you to get you to pause, uh, visuals, alarms, things that vibrate. Uh, also, the awareness, the anticipation, the know that that's coming in order to kind of catch yourself. And the challenge of it all is really in the moment, it's up to the individual. They have to do this in order to make it happen. And, it's, and I, what I really want is we, Greg, we talk about this so much on so many shows because it's the single hardest thing is you actually have to catch yourself in that moment and make that decision. And once, once you do that, the journey's not over with. At least that's the biggest part of the battle. Once you get over that, what do you do? And, Greg, you're talking about procrastination, and uh, the one thing I can tell you is that I've learned over the years is that when you, when you have something you're procrastinating on, you do it for one of five reasons. Either, number one, it's boring, and it's right. boring, there's a lot of steps. That's one reason that you procrastinate. Another reason mm-hmm. is ambiguity. I find 70% of all procrastination is rooted in ambiguity. Um, part mm-hmm. of ambiguity is, a, I call it, it's, a, it's got its own category. You don't know how long it's going to take you to do it. Um, a lot of working memory is really involved with that. Uh, another reason is that you have to persuade somebody or you've got to confront somebody. And, again, that's another form of uh, ambiguity because you're, you don't know what argument it's going to win. Uh, some, you know, is a glass half full, glass, glass half empty? Is it half a glass of water? Is the, what, the density half the volume? I mean, there's a bazillion different ways of arguing that same thing. It depends on what's going to work. And then the final one is emotion, which is really a derivative of the other ones. Um, so, again, I always break this stuff down because it's a big part of awareness. So in that moment that you're procrastinating, and can you think of something small that you procrastinate on where you might be playing computer games? Small? Said? Um, yeah, something small. small. That, that I need to do? Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm not sure I actually procrastinate on the smaller stuff, but... I, I always put the big stuff cleaning? first anyway. So yeah, it, how about cleaning the office or something like that? <clears throat> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I could think of other things, like, like cleaning up. Uh, yes, so, so a small thing that I could do would be, for example, cleaning up my hard drive because I, I do video editing as, as part of what I do. Yep. So, yeah, uh, yep, gotcha. Yep, so let's, oh, let's think fun. about that. Clean up your hard drive. Number one is it's boring. There's no dopamine inherently. It's not like you get, like, it's like, it's not like playing a video game, right? You just get rid of that stuff. So it's boring and it's tedious. There's a lot of steps to do that. I don't know about you. A lot of people might sit down there and start to do that. They'll get part of the way into it and then they'll stop and go do something else. Like, they got enough to get started on it. They've done a little bit of it, but then it just gets too boring. And again, they're off to the races. Now, in that moment, what I've learned over the years is that, hey, it's hard for you to self-regulate because you're not getting any dopamine for it. So the trick really is, is how am I going to change the environment? This makes okay. sense? Yep. You don't make it inherently exciting. If you don't do something with it, you're just talking about just sheer willpower to force yourself. You've got to sit there and beat down your brain over and over and over again. As Dr. Barkley says, willpower is a finite resource. There's only so much energy that you can do to that. And once it's gone, it's gone. So what we talk about is how do you change your environment in order to make it easier to self-regulate? And there's a, it's very common. This is, this is just a generic thing is that many people with ADHD, they can do things for others that they can't do for themselves or they can do it in the company of somebody else. And, you, know, right. you and I have talked a lot about body doubles 
And the mere yes. fact that you actually have somebody in the room that you're doing that with, believe it or not, people with ADHD are very sensitive. So when you have somebody else in the room, you, have, you change the environment, and it's more stimulating because you have company. Right. Because you have company, even though you might not be talking to them all the time, because they have company, you have company in the room, and it's actually easier for you to self-regulate to do that for whatever reason. Um, Right. Oddly enough, there's a working memory that you might run into something you have a question on and talk out loud and they can kind of help you with it. But in that moment where you're procrastinating, you pause and go, wait a second, this is just a boring activity. How do mm-hmm. I do that? What I find people, they, they have their own recipe. There's a way that they do it, that if they put it in place, they always do it. Now, granted, it's a little bit of work to actually have to find somebody to get together with and keep the company while you're doing it. But, Greg, which mm-hmm. is more takes more energy, finding that person to do that or sitting there and willing yourself to do it for hours on end, what do you think? True. It's easier to find someone probably to do it, <laughs> to, yeah. to get to sit there. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work, though, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Yeah, so in that moment, the idea is you're sitting there and you pause and you go, I got this task. I pause. I realize that I don't want to play video games. What do I got to do? Well, you've you got to effortlessly change the environment if you're going okay. to do it. Another analogy, mm-hmm. like simplistically, a lot of the things that help people with ADHD are kind of invisible. So if I'm having a hard time reading, right, I pause mm-hmm. and go, where are my glasses? I put my glasses on and I can read. Glasses mm-hmm. are a structure. With ADHD, I'm having a hard time doing this repetitive, boring type thing. I need to do it with somebody else. Somebody else, company doesn't look like glasses, but it, the metaphor works. Make sense? Right. As an, mm-hmm. as an aside, I do a lot of presentations, a lot of talking about ADHD and exercise is exercise is a boring task. But if you look at it, right. most people exercise when they've got something else to do. Watching TV, listening to a podcast, reading a book, guys at a gym looking at a bunch of girls walking around next to nothing, or team sports, or you're doing it in a class or a group of people. As I describe, exercise is a very social activity. Social mm-hmm. is what happened. And if I'm coaching people, I focus more on brain stimulation first, exercise second. Make sense? Right. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, we're coming back to the power of the pause. If you can pause, you're actually in choice. But can you begin to see how difficult it is to help people with ADHD become aware and actually stop and change course? Yeah, I, you know, I could imagine it is extremely difficult because um, – like you said in the beginning, it's, you know, your brain is on autopilot and and not only is it on autopilot, but mine goes, it seems to go like a thousand miles an hour and slowing down that, that train of, of, uh, you know, of, um, of attention on something else is very difficult. So, yep. So let's just, let's, let's take this. So a uh, I'm an athlete. I like to put things in the context of exercises. So, you know, Greg, we've done some shows about mindfulness and meditation. And uh, I did an interview with Greg Creech years ago from the Toto Institute. And he talked about he, he holds an object and you focus in on it for 30 seconds. And he'll say, like, and I'm with people and say, you know, focus on this cup. And he'll say, well, what did you notice? Well, it was round. It was red. And then he goes, mm-hmm. did you notice an extraneous thought come to your mind? Like, why is he having me do this? How much time do I have left? And then you notice your your attention goes back to the cup. As he described mm-hmm. that, that's a moment of practice. When you mo- mo- notice your mind has gone away to those extraneous thoughts and you notice it and you bring it back to the object, that's that's practice. It's like shooting free throws for a basketball player. 
And mm-hmm. you do it on a regular basis so you can get really a little bit better at it. And so it's interesting when I was interviewing him that he said that's basically what meditation is, only the object mm-hmm. is your breath. You're sitting there focusing on your breath, and when you think about, oh, my God, there's a bird noise, you let it go and you bring it back. The idea mm-hmm. here is you exercise your mind over a period of time to be able to calm those thoughts down, to be able to manage them. And, you know, okay. we've done a lot of shows that we talk about how mindfulness or meditation is so helpful for those with ADHD. It's it's agreed. Mm-hmm. I mean, every ADHD expert I've ever met said it's great, but almost all of them agree it's harder for people with ADHD. So can you imagine sitting there for 30 minutes and just focusing on your breath without bombarding with a bazillion thoughts? and actually mm-hmm. focusing on your breath. Do you think you could do that for five minutes, starting out? Uh, that, that, would be, um, that would be difficult, I, I think, although I've, I've actually practiced that um, a lot in the past. If I have something else to do, that would be hard to, hard to do. Ooh. Just for five minutes. Well, yeah, this is great. Give me an example of maybe something else to do. So no, you know my my regular my if I have something meaning like on my to do list if I have something that's pressing, okay. it would be even more difficult for me to take five minutes and and sit and do that. Um, but um, it, it's it's funny. I, I coached a lawyer one time and we agreed that he was going to do this exercise with a candle where he's going to watch it, and then we negotiated how long he was going to start to practice it every day. He said thirty seconds about all I can take. Okay. So what you're saying is that. that. Right, right. So are you saying that if you can, whether it's, you know, once, twice, ten times a day, or, you know, if you can sit and and just keep your focus on, like you said, an object or your breathing or something like that, that that will help you when it comes time to, to yeah. you know, use the, use the pause when you need it for getting something done? Yeah, because you're practicing, you're sitting there, if you're meditating, you've just got your eyes closed and you focus on your breath and you think, hmm, I need to get eggs. Nope. Go back to my breath. Hmm. Mm. i got to get a birthday card. Nope. Right. Come back to your breath. You're noticing <clears throat> your mind wander in the moment, and when you catch mm-hmm. yourself, you're letting it go, and you bring it's, it's a It's a moment of practice. It's like a basketball player shooting free throws, right? They practice it over and over and over because it would go game time, right? Right. Have it up. So if you practice noticing right. your thoughts and kind of going off and then it's game time and all of a sudden you're in a conversation and realize that you're off tangent, you're, you know, way down the road on a rabbit hole, then you can go, oh, wait a second, let's go back to where I was because you paused. You noticed that you were off track. It's right. an exercise. But I'm right. saying this because when you listen to these things, this, I don't want anybody to think that this stuff is easy. It's hard. It's like working out every day. That's, you build that muscle of learning to catch your thoughts and pause in the moment that, you know, we, we can put alarms and systems in place and stuff like that, but if you're, not, if you're not conscious of that inside of your head, you're really right. a slave to whatever's on the outside. And, again, these are just exercises that you do to kind of build that muscle a little bit. So, in a sense, right. I'm hearing some of that stuff in your background. If you're putting the pause, you're sitting there, you're noticing, you're practicing, but that more willful practice where you actually sit down and schedule it um, is important. But, again, what I want everybody to listen to is, is that you can schedule it, but you'll find most people, they'll schedule, I'm going to do this for 10 minutes, and they're like, oh, the pressure of – uh, I just need to do this one more thing, or I'm going to do this. I mean, you'll be surprised that they'll play video games 
you know, for 30 minutes on time, but every time they've got to sit down and do this, there's something else that's nagging at them because even this exercise, Greg, is a boring exercise. Right. It's, at first, you could get excited. It's fun, but when that newness falls off, it's just boring. Now, there's nothing right. you can do. I've had you can meditate. I've had people where they sit and they they meditate, or they look at an object, or they listen to music, and they try to isolate and just listen to the bass guitar. These are all forms of where you're focusing on one thing and trying to block other thoughts out. They're all exercises, mm-hmm. but they're all helping mm-hmm. you build that skill to pause. And the one thing that I hope that people are starting to get out of this is that biologically, those with ADHD are predisposed for their automatic brain to take over. That's that's the impulsivity. That's the self-regulation. You have to catch yourself and override it. You can put stuff in place. Even though it's there, alarms can be go off. You can have the posters. You can have all But at some point in time, it's got to register in your brain, and you have to act on it, and this is hard. It's the single mm-hmm. most difficult thing, particularly we'll do another show talking about emotional self-regulation because on the attention side, it's one thing. The emotion side is even a lot more difficult. So, right. Any, any questions? This makes some sense to you? No, but I have an idea. <laughs> yeah? All right. Maybe, maybe you can do a, a class. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like a, almost like a gym class where you have – I mean, I guess you could just make a recording, really – and put it out there as the uh, you know Jeff Copper pause program, where maybe for like a, a half hour or something, you know, you, you could just practice doing that either in a group uh, over a phone line or something, or or just maybe like an audio where just practice stopping and stopping and stopping, you know, um, and. It's, it's it's funny that you say that because I've been for years I've been working on like the the ADHD meditation Zumba class. Yeah, and the idea really does. Is I thought about this. I thought no, this is this. Uh, there's no bones about this. The technology is right. what's getting in the way because I, geographically where I am, I can't. There's no way I could find enough people to get together to do it on a regular basis and do it a regular. But virtually I could. But the idea really right. is is you, you you don't want it mail in. I've looked at Periscope, which is a, uh, a video feed type thing that you could do where you get online, but I think people have to see it, and there's got to be some sense of interaction and community. And I would put together those exercises where you come together, like, you know, every night at 6 o'clock and do that stuff. The problem with it is is the technology to do that is really, really expensive to do it in a class-type form where there's the visual and you're actually participating because you have to interact, I think, with people because if you're not, you don't get that. If you're just in your house by yourself, you're just in your house by yourself and you're going to let it go to go do dinner or something like that or you know let the dog out or whatever. But if you're interacting and you're talking to people, then it would be there. And it's, it's a dream that I've had for a really long time because I thought, well, how can we roll? Today we're going to do meditation. In other words, we're going to sit down and focus on the shade of blue. Or another one is like listen to music and listening just to the bass guitar or just the snare drums. I mean, there's a bunch of things that we could do where we'd walk through that stuff in a class, but it's the it's the challenge of bringing all that stuff together in one central place. So uh, great idea, Greg. I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, well the, you know, the fact that we're talking about this and discussing this in the context of getting something done and stopping the flow of the river in your, you know, in your head long enough to, to get something done, like putting, I think there's might be something different uh, about putting it in that context instead of just saying, um, 
okay, we're going to meditate now. All right, let's meditate. Maybe something yep. that, that's more like, okay, envision yourself getting – you need to get something done. And then envision yourself procrastinating. And then envision yourself um, stopping. And now let's stop. You, you can see yourself in that situation in your mind. See yourself stopping. And now let's do a minute, two minutes, five. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, is that yep. make, you know what I mean? Instead of just calling it a meditation Absolutely. class. Yeah. So uh, because Absolutely. that's the muscle I think I, I need to, I need to uh, strengthen, which is I'm in this situation. I can get myself out. I'm in the situation. I can get myself out. You know, that, that exactly. Kind of it's, a mo- it's a moment of practice. And I interviewed Brett Thornhill years ago. He talks about meds, not stimulant mm-hmm. meds, but meditation, exercise, diet, and sleep. All of those unquestionably mm-hmm. can help people with ADHD. What they all have in common is they're all boring. They're right. Difficult. Difficult right. to medicate, difficult to exercise, difficult to sleep. Um, and and for diet, you got to plan. They're all boring activities. Everybody agrees it's good, but the challenge for people with ADHD is inherently they're not very exciting, and that's the trick. How do you do that? So, uh, mm-hmm. so with that, I tell you what, we need to kind of pull this together um, just for our listeners. But you know, Greg, I really appreciate you coming on the show and having this conversation. I hope the listening audience can get a sense of this: is that you're walking in and thinking that people are going to talk at you, or you're going to put these things in place. There's a lot of people with ADHD. Is you're only you're not really addressing it. It's, there's an inside out part of this that has to come, and it's it's there's a there's a point in time, honestly, Greg, where it's almost like an addiction. Is like you know the alcoholics first got to say I'm an alcoholic and want to help before it happens. A lot of times people come in and they're exhibiting this behavior, but they're wanting it to take care of itself, and they're not willing to put the effort in and say, listen, on the inside, I've got to make the decision. I've got to make the hard. Right. You can make the environment outside easier for you to do that. Like, oh, it'd be fun to go, you know, sit down with you and kind of clean off your hard drive. That, that makes it easier and more fun, but at the end of the day, even that requires some effort on the person with ADHD part in order to make that happen, and that's that's the trick to us all. There's no... There's no just you snap your fingers and have it happen because of the, the, the issues. The inherent issue with ADHD is it's a self-regulation issue, and it requires a little bit of effort, Dr. Barkley said. It's effortly override the automatic response. So with that, right. any questions before we close it out? That's it. Appreciate it. Very helpful. All right. Thanks for, uh, thanks for giving buzz, and thanks for the topic. Everybody, thank you, Greg, for coming on the show, and we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Join us next week for another great show. Take care.